0: Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident, and a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster.
1: Have you thought about starting your own podcast? How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the US. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I have deal with with the nutrition store, maybe a half mile away from my facility, and we we cross promote. You know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where, where you have to eliminate the excuses. You got to make that game plan and say, for me to get to that point. Happy Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, everyone. This is Rob Foster, episode number 42 of Shut Up and Grind with the tank top-wearing phenom himself, yours truly. Right, so today... We have another great show. You guys know this is all about overcoming obstacles, crushing whatever life puts in front of you. And I keep bringing on guests that have amazing stories of overcoming the odds, getting through whatever life throws, and getting to where they want to be. So helping me have this conversation. So first, I I met this woman through one of my gym members had a networking event. And so in this networking event, there were a bunch of people. I knew I knew one of the other people at the event, and I didn't know anyone else. So everyone got on camera, started introducing themselves. And then when I heard this woman speak, I was like, I need to reach out to her. And it's just the power of connection. So I reached out to her, and as we're talking, she kept mentioning someone else. And so I, I looked up the other person, Shay Brown, and I looked him up, ended up connecting with, with him. And I'm going to be speaking at his summit next weekend. Like, it's just the power of connections. It's just insane. So anyway, way, who is this woman I speak of? Hey, she is an international keynote speaker. Amazon bestselling author number one in four different categories. She's a menopause advocate that's committed to supporting women to be seen, to be heard, and to get paid for their expertise. Tell me that's not a hell of a trifecta. So let me bring her, in. this is Carlika Basnay-Menendez.
2: Welcome to the Hello. show. Thank you, Rob. Look, I need you at all the things so you can introduce me with that introduction. (laughs) I'll be your hype man. I'll be your hype man. (laughs) Look, look, we all need it. We all need it. What's going on? (laughs)
1: Not much. I've been waiting so long to get you on. So finally, the day is
2: here. It's here. And like you said, it's Super Bowl Sunday. So look, y'all never going to forget this show, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) True, true. Who, Who do you like in the game?
2: Um, I don't even know who's in the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: awesome. (laughs) Who's playing uh, I don't know who's playing. uh, The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) I'm
2: going to go for um, Tampa since I'm close to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. I think
1: no matter who wins, you're going to catch – you're going to see history because either Brady's going to win his seventh, the first one to to win it with his first year in a new team – And at home, or you're going to get Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs who are going to win back-to-back, which hasn't been done since the 03-04 Patriots. So either way, you're going to see history today.
2: Yeah, I'm going to watch the halftime show. How many of my halftime people out there? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure they're out there. (laughs)
1: Right. All right. So we are live on my Facebook page. We're live on my business page. And we're also live on YouTube. So, so if you if you mess up anything, there ain't no reduce.
2: <laughs> oh look, I don't care. Look, let me tell them already. Look, I'm having a hot flash, so. Mm. And yep. Ain't I can do about
1: it. <laughs> and we're we're gonna get into that. <laughs> all right. So, just give us a quick quick overview about about you, your background.
2: Oh, so like Rob said, Night, um, Menin like Menendez. He forgot this part, y'all. Yes, all of that. And you're probably thinking like, what? Look, yes, in school, back in the day, people used to say, oh, she's stuck up, she's this. And so that was not my reason for putting yes, all of that on that. It was simply, everyone would be like, oh my God, your name is so long. Okay, well, let's just hyphenate it because I kept my maiden name um, and then got married, but I couldn't drop it. I had too much attached to it. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: that's
2: where the yes, all of that come in. But a little bit about me, oh, <sighs> There's so much to me, right? So many layers, still, pill- still becoming um, through the struggle. So yeah, I'm 41 um, in menopause.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am the phase of menopause. I'm the number one black woman in the realm of menopause. And so growing up, we didn't have these discussions. Um, our round t- table discussions were simply Hey, how are we, we got to love Jesus. That was number one, because I'm a PK kid, y'all. Okay. So love Jesus with all your heart. Don't do this. Don't do that.
1: <laughs>
2: um, stay in church all night long. And that that was okay. That's our foundation. That's my foundation. And so sometimes there was not a balance maybe with that. So yep. we were kind of felt like we were sheltered. Y'all felt trapped. So I have no street smarts. I ain't never been in a fight, okay? I will, let's get a restraining order or something. I'm not getting ready to fight. But um, I grew up in Norfolk, Virginia, 757. And so went to um, Norfolk State University. And during that time, I was pursuing to be a surgeon. Okay. Um, My background is in science. And so my goal was to become a general surgeon. Y'all, guess what? I'm not a general surgeon. (laughs) I'm not a general surgeon. Took a detour somewhere? Ooh, how many detours, bro? (laughs) How many detours? So that was a a huge dream of mine to become a doctor because I was just fascinated with the inside, understanding what's going on the inside. So, no, I'm not a surgeon, but In all those detours, I have found the passion to still serve people. And I'm still looking at the inside where the name of my business is Inside Out. And so everything I understand, everything starts in the inside. So you don't just... um, Get sick, your cells and everything are already working to combat some things. And so that's on the physical side. But then we can look at that on the spiritual side. We can look at that on the natural side, where I had internal frustrations. So I had to deal with my inside first so that that could project externally. Too many times, what are people doing? Wearing masks. So we fix up the outside real good, we patch up the pains. Right, we put little patches on, we put little band-aids on, but then internally, we're really not healed. Internally, we're really not free. Internally, we're screaming inside like, "Oh my God, I know there's more to me than this." How do I know? Because that was me. <laughs> that was well me. Well said.
1: Well said. All right, so that's that's huge, and that's a big part of why why we, I started doing this is because people aren't free internally. It's huge. And, th- and there's a lot of reasons why, you know, and we, we both do work in this space where we help people unpackage those internal stories, whether they're positive or negative, but a lot of people suppress them in there and they dress up their outside to make it look like they have everything together. Whereas deep down, those things are still haunting them internally. So, yeah. so let's, let's go to what you were saying about internal frustrations, like what, What were you going through?
2: Oh, so some of my internal frustrations were definitely so let's back up a little bit. So starting in 10th grade, I started, I had a secret
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: I wasn't addicted to drugs or anything. I wasn't addicted to sex, um, but I was addicted to losing weight. I had a fear of being fat. And so that didn't just like popping my head because someone was saying, oh my God, you're ugly, low self-esteem. It really, it didn't have anything to do with those things, but it was my own perception of myself. And when I even dig deeper into that, it was merely me having control over mm. something that no one could tell me. No one could tell me how much I could eat. No one could tell me when I could make myself throw up. No one could tell me how many times I could step on the scale. And I was stepping on the scale 10 to 15 times a day. If it wow. moved, I will break down. And I literally got to the point where I didn't even have to make myself throw up anymore. And so, yes, you do have some effects from the things that we do. But it wasn't till one day I was standing in my mother's floor length mirror crying with like this little tube top shirt on y'all that's back in the day when you know I had no roles so (laughs) (laughs) um but I broke down crying because I had to make a decision and so how many people are out there you're making a decision to live or die because I knew if I continued with that I was already starting to pass out. My nose would just bleed out of anywhere. I was really frail. I mean, at 80 pounds, I still thought I was fat. And so, yeah, literally bones. I weighed in with my first child, my daughter, at 80 pounds. And I could remember the conversation sitting there. Keep in mind, y'all, I was a PK kid, pregnant, right? So that was pressure. That was so much pressure. Then I go to the doctor. I'm still fighting the eating disorder. I'm still afraid of being fat. Now I'm pregnant. And I'm in my junior year of college. Pursuing my mind, like I'm going to be this surgeon. So this is one of those detours. But once again, this was a secret. No one knew about it. No one, it was my own thing. And so sitting in the doctor, the only words that I remember him saying was, hey, would you have to gain like 50 to 60 pounds? Mm. (laughs) Elizabeth, (laughs) like, (laughs) what? You want me to do what? That made, so people in that time, they don't realize how much pressure I was under, still trying to decide, oh my God, now I'm an embarrassment. Because now I'm pregnant, I'm in the church. I've had to sit down from all of my duties. You know, people wasn't asking, "Hey, how are you doing?" You know, you had people talking about you and all of these things. So I had this shame. I had all of these things. Then, of course, people, oh, your personality is just too loud. You know, at 15, people was calling me mannish, and I didn't even know what mannish meant. And I'm like, "What does that mean?" (laughs) So they were (laughs) calling. It means like you're you're loose, you're Jezebel, you're fast. Uh, Okay. I said, because I have an open personality. So guess what? That made you just shrink. And then if these are the things you're gonna label me when I got pregnant, oh, this is what they were talking about, right? So this must be the fast part. So people don't realize the pressure, the shame, all of these things going on in my mind. So those my internal screams, those were my internal whispers like, okay. Then to top it off, dealing with the eating disorder, get pregnant, now I got to try to gain weight, which I mentally, I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah.
2: So during that pregnancy altogether, I gained 10 pounds. Wow.
1: But
2: it cost me, cause I was in and out of the hospital and I had to quit going to school to be put on bed rest for the whole entire time. And I would try to sneak and like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. My doctor was like, I'm faxing this note over to your dean. She is not supposed to be there and so all of those things now I'm upset at myself how can I allow this to happen I want I'm supposed to be going to school to finish and then go to med school and then so look at all these pressures added pressures number one that I put on myself and then everyone else around me just stacking and people didn't know because where did I cry at in my room by myself because when I went outside what did I do hey everyone oh how you doing oh I'm fine and inside, I really wasn't. So, yeah. So what are you all allowing are saying to yourself, hey, do, do I want to live or do I want to die? And this this isn't always physically because that eating disorder, those internal frustrations, they could have killed me. Absolutely. That's, that's the grief. I have my own internal grief on myself. You know how we grieve over people li- physically die? I have my own internal griefs because I was upset and disappointed with my own decisions.
1: That's powerful, powerful. So we unpacked a lot there, which is which is good, because I want to know for the people listening, like how many of you is is that resonating with you about the perception of yourself, you know, fear of making a decision, the internal shame, pressure, grief, being alone, crying, and feeling like there's no end in sight. Like, that's, that's amazing. It's amazing. So...
2: Like,
1: that's real talk.
2: Yeah, for real. <laughs> for
1: real. You know, it's, it's definitely real talk, but it's, it's talk that people are afraid to have with themselves. Yeah. Like, it's the, the fear of being vulnerable. So, yes. so instead, we put on a mask, we put on this big front. Yeah, I got it all together. But in reality, when you're by yourself you're, you're really in pain. You're really in pain. And that doesn't, that doesn't do anything to stop the pain. Like once you just put it out there, it's like, you really are internally free. It's like, put it out there. Cause I I say this at least once every single show, the outside world really doesn't care as much as you think they do. (laughs) They they really don't. It's like, put yourself (laughs) out there. And then you just, yeah. yeah. Are some people going to chirp? Of course they are. But once you put it out there at some point, they're going to find something else to chirp about (laughs) and they'll forget all about it. But for you, that weight is now lifted.
2: Right. And I think that's where people don't realize having the conversation is time out for us saying what goes on in this house stays in this house or, and literally when I think of even the house, if we took it to a spiritual level, your, your temple is your house as well. And so how much more are you going to keep impacting inside of you before you say, this is our, this is why I believe so many people. It's not that none of us are exempt from challenges, right? We're going to, I don't care how much money we have, how much we grow in our business or whatever. We're still going to have some challenges. It's not so much about the challenge. How do I deal with the challenge so that I don't remain in the challenge? And, and so and, I believe that too many people, we have an obstacle, we have a challenge, and then we sit there. Okay, time to move. You already, look, you already identified that. So what's the next step? What's, and I, so a lot of people don't know the next step or they don't know how to move or we're choosing, because I had a choice. I could have kept making myself throw up, um, which would have been detrimental to more of my, to my health and to my unborn child. Um, I could have kept doing it up until now and I possibly wouldn't be sitting here. So we have a choice to let go of some things. We have a choice to forgive. We have a choice to say, oh, well, it's me. We have a choice to let bitterness build up. So what choice are you going to make? Because ultimately the ball is always in your court.
1: See, and that's the problem because most people think that the ball is in somebody else's court. It's like they're looking and for they too much. yes, like they're looking for external, what's the word? Uh justification externally. And yeah. it's it's inside. It, it's like and again, I I went through it myself de- dealing with that, like knowing that I wanted to be a certain a certain way to you know to have a certain impact on people, but I was I was just trapped in my own my own self-limiting beliefs my own imposter syndrome and yes. once I was able to break free now it's like you know I used to fear fear the judgment and getting hated on it like like I told you off off air about that thread I made mean, where people are just you know hating on me left and right whereas five years ago I wouldn't let that bother me I would have been defending myself and now it's like I don't I don't owe them any further explanation mm-hmm. like I'm entitled to see the world how I see the world. You know, I'm entitled. I'm entitled to have a different opinion than you right. <laughs> and, and right. vice versa. Right. It's like we don't have to agree. It's OK. No. That doesn't make me stupid. That doesn't make you stupid. We're just right. people who don't agree.
2: <laughs> you don't agree. And that's OK. So I think if more people learn to respect those boundaries of I don't have to agree with you. So this is why I often say you're right when you're free internally. It is a whole nother level of freedom that, look, they ain't got to like your tank top. They ain't got to like this hair. They don't have to like, they don't have to get with the message. They don't have to, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah.
2: Like it really doesn't matter, but you find so many people stuck in that space. And so like you mentioned, I love what you said, the imposter syndromes, um, all of those things, your own subliminal beliefs, but too many times we're always doing this Well, Rob, you said this and I didn't like it. Not really peeling back, what we say, peeling back the onion to Mm. say, why did I even allow that to affect me to that degree? Now taking ownership that, wait a minute, possibly I'm easily offended, but then why am I easily offended? Oh, I remember. So I was speaking yesterday at a conference virtually and my topic my title was don't make someone else pay for your pain
1: yes I love that
2: that's what a lot of people are doing because you decided not to heal now someone else has to pay for almost pay for what you decided not to do I don't well that ain't what I'm gonna do (laughs) (laughs) go get healed and let's be on this journey, but no one can do your healing process for you. No one can walk your, your path, your lane. Um, no one can do your purpose for you. So if you choose to stay stuck, that's not anyone else's fault. I love you that people can get
1: that. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so true. And like one of my business coaches, I actually have, have it up on, on the wall in front of me here we have our core values and every, every training session we go through all the core values. And the, like the first one is don't make excuses, make it happen. The second one is everything is your fault. (laughs) It's like, those are the first two. And that's how we start every, every meeting. And, and and it's true. Like once you realize that, so if you're leaving for work and you hit traffic, it's not the traffic's fault. You didn't leave early enough. You know, it's like once you, once you start reframing, and you stop pointing, now you're fully in control of your life. You know, if you right. say, oh, I hit every red light on the way, and that's why I'm five minutes late. No, once again, you didn't leave early enough. You know, right. it's like you didn't have to eat at, eat at McDonald's because you were in a work meeting all day. That work meeting didn't just creep up on you. You didn't properly right. prepare for the work meeting. Thank you. Right? right. And, so, and so you don't have to go, go to McDonald's. Like You could have gone somewhere else that serves healthier food. It's like right. you made that choice. You know?
2: Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If we just take ownership and take responsibility, quit trying to toss the responsibility of our own actions off on other people. While well, I'm this way, granted, yes, my family did struggle financially, right? We didn't have discussions of, hey, let's see how we're going to invest this money. It was, hey, let's see how we're going to pay this light bill or we're going to be sitting <laughs> in the dark, which we have sat in the dark before. Yep. We so, have so sat in the I. dark before. Right. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have those discussions, but that doesn't give me uh, an excuse or a reason to say, hey, I'm going to be bad with money or struggle all my life because my family had some hiccups and some financial struggles. Yep. Um, No. So when we recognize it's a reason why we move and shake the way that we do, I move and shake the way that I do because I refuse to sit in the dark. absolutely able to take vacations i refuse to not be able to live the life that i want and so right when we get that mindset i often say get your mind your mouth and your motives together
1: (laughs) (laughs) what what i do with my kids when they don't know something i don't let them say i don't know how i said no no like uh what do you say like i mean can you show me how that's what it is. It's like, not, I don't know how. It's can you show me how. Right, Cause Cause you hear, it's a you, Yes. It's, and,
2: it's a teachable
1: moment. Yes, and you hear that a lot with adults. Oh, well, I just don't know how to do that. I said, well, let me show you. Right. <laughs> if I show you, you will now know it. Like, take it's on right. the skill. And again, because th- that's another external, oh, I would do that, but I just don't know how. Then but find someone know. who does. Some
2: of them, some of them don't even want to know how.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, would you like me to show you? Um. No, no. Oh, well, okay. Because if you're really not gonna be in it, we don't have time to waste, right? So even on this process, our own journeys, we don't have time to waste. But we don't. I'm not rushing the process, right? I'm I'm going with step by step, whatever that looks like. I'm going step by step, so I'm not rushing the process. But some people confuse con- being content with being complacent. Some people. Um, think of content and now know really you're just procrastinating and being lazy let's be real about it Yep. you're not just being content I don't care what scriptures you quote and all this stuff either Um, (laughs) (laughs) Paul didn't say be lazy okay (laughs) get up and do some work but you don't have to complain where you are so when I look back and start connecting the dots from those from my childhood up into now I'm like wow it's it's literally just been a journey, but do you embrace your own journey?
1: Well, I think a big problem is just people don't know where they're going. Because, <laughs> like, again, as as we said, <laughs> as we said before, we, before we came on the air, you know, like people know that there's there's a process. You go to school, you mm-hmm. go to college, you get married, you have kids, you work, you die. Oh, sorry, work, retire, then die. It's like it, that. You
2: might not retire.
1: That's true, too.
2: That's true. Let me tell you, that was my, that was pretty much my epic moment. Yeah. Where I received one phone call. And so times we can have one phone call, attend one conference, work with one coach or whatever that looks like. And it really changes the trajectory of your life, which when you start shifting your mindset, certain things you just view differently. And so I say that because. That's when I had my moment like, girl, if you don't get up and make some other moves, if you don't get, okay, you didn't become the surgeon, but guess what? There's surgery that needs to be done on women all over the world to heal from the inside out so that they can maximize and become the person that they're supposed to become. So when that hit, I was like, ah, but that moment for me happened from one phone call. I was sitting in the living room. Um, we were watching a movie, eating snacks, and um, <laughs> I, the phone rang, but I didn't answer it. Y'all don't judge me because you didn't did it too. You don't even <laughs> hit decline. You just let it go to voicemail. And so <laughs> it rang again, and I was like, "Man, this movie is good. I'm eating these snacks. I'm with my family. I let it go to voicemail." It rang for the third time, and I was like, "Oh my god, let me just answer it." So when I answered, "Hello." They didn't say anything okay so someone playing hello but on the other <laughs> end, all i could hear was crying but mm-hmm. through all of the crying i literally heard two words she's gone uh. and i immediately set up my heart racing my palms sweating and i'm like oh my god oh my goodness because most of my family's in virginia i'm in georgia so that's like 500 and something miles away And I'm like, oh, my God, something must have happened to my mom, my sister, who, 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 who. And it was my aunt. But the significance for me that was a pivotal moment in my life was after working 20 plus years for someone else. And I'm not giving anyone a disclaimer to go out there and quit your job or anything. But after that time, never missing a day, never late. This was the first day that she missed the day that they were supposed to be celebrating her to go. She was retiring and yeah. she had a massive heart attack. Wow. The day of retirement. So it was in that moment. And that's where epic came from. And I was like, man, I have to get up. I have to get moving. No more. Pro- My thing wasn't procrastination. It was perfectionism. mm. Making sure all my things are lined up. Okay, I don't want to move here because then if I do this and if so, my my thing, my self living to believe was perfectionism. Let me get it all right, then I'll put it out there. But if we dig deeper with the perfectionism, I was pretty much living in a world of perfectionism practically all my life.
1: Wow, I want to get I want to get back to to that because you said something earlier that I want to expand on is when, when you were saying about, about women and becoming who they are meant to, to be. Now, it's the, like my main keynote speech, that's the title of it, becoming who, who, you, who you were meant to be. And, but the, the thing, cause you know, I work with mostly females. And mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've heard a lot o- over the years, you know, like some pe- people say, oh, you don't understand because you're not a woman. I was like, yeah, I'm not a woman, but I've worked with thousands of them. <laughs> and, and I've heard, like, I can tell a woman every step through pregnancy, every step.
2: So does that make you an expert?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I believe it does. <laughs> right? so, so, so anyways, but what I want to focus on is the person they are meant to become. I find what a lot of females is they take on other identities, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm a mom or I'm so-and-so's wife or I'm, you know, just whatever. It's like, you, you, you know, there's many different hats. It's like, yeah, but who do you want to be? You know, right. that's and the part exactly, I want to focus on.
2: That is an important question that unfortunately most cannot answer.
1: Yep. Exactly. It's as
2: simple as asking them, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Most people look at you like, um, uh, so you don't know, So you don't know what you want. Why do you expect someone else to know what you want? And and my thing is if you don't know what you want, what are you
1: working for? Like, (laughs) what are you working towards? Like, there should because it's a
2: mentality that this is this is what I'm supposed to do until later on down the road. It's like, oh my God, is this all that I did? Was I just a mom, ladies? I'm not knocking being a mom because I'm a mom of three. Okay, all three of the children out of wedlock: father, son, and the Holy Ghost. However you want to look at it, but (laughs) (laughs) either way, I'm not just a mom.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm not just. A wife, right? And so, right. And I love what you said, who they are supposed to be. Because too many times, not everyone, but for, if the shoe fits, you know, um, some people are looking at TV and they want to mimic these people's lives. And I'm like, y'all know that's TV, right? Mm-hmm. They, get, they get paid to do this. <laughs> this, this is not most of their real lives. Like yeah. this, like they're getting paid to do this. They, they want ratings. They want, you know, it's strategy to this. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but right, who they are supposed to be. That is so key because like you said, we take on these, re- which all these other hats, Their responsibilities. Yeah. It's not the core of who you are. Hot flash. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's not the core of who women are. So typically, yes, you do hear women, oh, I just wear all of these hats. Well, delegate.
1: (laughs) Boss status.
2: You 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 can release some of these hats, but that's why we have to dig deeper into some of these things that we've learned and saw. I often say more is caught than taught. So our children and people around us, people see more of what we do rather than what's coming out of our mouth. And so some of these hats... Right. It's just responsibility.
1: Yes, that we all have. Because <laughs> I am a single parent myself. So I have to clean, I have to do dishes, I have to go shopping, I have to make dinner, I have to do do laundry. You know, um, I have the older kids to help with the schoolwork because schoolwork's different now, <laughs> but but I have what? them <laughs> <laughs> helping the smaller kids with the schoolwork. <laughs> but, but it's like but I have to do do all of that too and then come on the podcast, run my gym, follow mm-hmm. up the clients. Like there's a lot of stuff I do in the course in the course of the day, but what are you known for? When, when people, people ask me, what are you known for? They, they always say, I'm a great father. They say, I'm a motivator. I'm inspiring. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, I have that, that's the central theme and no matter what I'm doing. And as you were saying with the kids, the kids become what you become in most cases, most cases, the kids become what you become. And so like with, with my father, God rest his soul, he constantly put it put into us about keep trying keep trying keep trying keep trying mm-hmm. and like he was a mechanic well he was an engineer he could do literally anything and he he never gave up he tried something he'd be like, oh, plan b oh, plan c and he he would try every possible thing till he got his desired result and and that's what he instilled it. in us and like that's why i named this shut up and grind because that came from the way I was raised. It's like, doesn't matter what life puts in your path, you keep going till you get there.
2: And, and I love that. It because though my family may have struggled financially, those were things that people could see. If you came to the house and the lights was off, you saw the lights were off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some differences, but those other values that were instilled, because one thing, I never heard my parents complain. I never heard my dad say, you know what? I'm worthless, I'm just gonna give up. And so some of those other things that people are looking at on the external, we we had a lot of great internal things deposited in us that now I can totally re- relate with shut up and grind. Cause my dad used to say, look, we can't cry with spilled milk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, clean it up, get you another glass of milk and let's keep it moving. Now Boy, I say, yeah. learn the lesson. And keep it moving. So when you have a different perception of even when things don't work out or you think you failed at something. I don't think I failed at it. Okay, that, that's a new lesson. Don't do it that way. Try another yeah. way. Yeah, so, that didn't work. <laughs> that just didn't work. Okay, so so next. I mean, think about when we're traveling or something and your GPS go out. Do you throw the whole GPS or your whole phone out the window like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> exactly. you like, um. All right, come on back on, especially if you don't know where you're going. Like, OK, come on, come on. You might even start praying over the thing. Come on, Jesus, now let this GPS come back up. Yeah. But if not, you know, you you'll find, get off the of exit and you can ask someone. So there's yeah. always another way. There's always another plan. And so as as women and men, and because I think sometimes women don't understand men have a lot of the same internal frustrations that we do. There are men who've been molested. There are men who have mommy issues. There are men who have daddy issues. There are men who have relationship issues. There are men out there, like you said, who are single. A lot of single men, y'all don't get the props that you deserve. It's like, oh, you know, with some women, look, we got to open up some. Men, y'all got to bring that ego down a little bit, bring some more vulnerability to the table so we can have that emotional connection. That's you know, now we're talking about relationships, but that would be that emotional connection. So I think even in relationships, people are not able to compromise well enough or communicate well enough because sometimes we just don't understand. And, and no one. Go sorry,
1: ahead. And they end up becoming the person that their significant other wants them to be. And I, I've I've been on both sides of that, trying to steer someone in a more positive direction and I've also changed some of my behaviors to, to suit to suit the, the other person. That's probably why I'm single now because I, I just put it all I just put all the cards out on the table. Listen, this is me. All right. I'm, I'm competitive. I'm cocky. I'm this. I'm that. I work a lot. and I love attention. Like this is me. Here it is on the table.
2: <laughs> like- and, I, and I, You, you just would wish that more people would do because we're not here to change people. Meet me where I am. It's not yeah. about you changing me. You don't complete me either because yeah. I, I was complete before I met you. Yeah. Um, But you don't complete me. But let's add to each other's life to say, hey, I'm alongside of you to support you. And let me meet you where you are, because, granted, if there are some things that I'm weaker in that I need to work on, be my support. Yes. To help me work through these things. You don't have to magnify every single thing that I'm doing wrong. I don't need someone to tell me what I'm doing wrong. I already know if I'm doing something wrong. But I find more often people don't tell people, I I told my kids one day, I said, look, when it is my time and I expire, those who you don't get two or three minutes to talk in my service, if you didn't tell me these things while I was here, if you didn't tell me I was amazing or whatever thoughts came to you, if you didn't make me blush while I was here, if you didn't, people say, give me my flowers, you don't deserve to stand there and say what I was, (laughs)
1: that's powerful that's powerful you know when my dad turned 70 we we had a family reunion at our house and i went to my mom and i was like i think i want to give a living a living eulogy to dad and at first she's like a living eulogy?" i said i said almost exactly what you said i said why are we gonna wait till he dies to t- to tell him the impact he's had on us i was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like let's do it now and so then you know, i went to my to my siblings and and everyone was kind of taken back by it at first but then once we did it, you know, he was he was up up on the deck, you know, drinking drinking his Captain Morgan. And then so like we we, we had a cake, we had him come down and he's like, What's this? It's not, it's not my birthday. You know, his birthday's in January. This was in August. He's like, it's not my birthday. I said, No, I said, no. I said we wanna give you a living e- eulogy. And he's like, Am I dying or something? <laughs> I'm like, oh, so like, oh, no. <laughs> like, just when, when that time comes, we want you to know what we would say about you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it, it
2: was actually an amazing moment, and I think, and it, once again, it all still goes to perception. It it really does because I'm like, look, y'all don't. I will do a video that y'all can play, and that's the only thing that'll be playing. I'll be talking to the people in the yeah. audience. What I do, I'll be speaking at <laughs> my own service. But I said, if people, if you're not telling people now why wait? Because anything can happen to any of us at any moment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, I tell people now, look, you're, you're out here doing your thing. I'm so proud of whatever that is, because when they're, when we're gone, I, I can't hear those things. So it's the same thing with our gifts. It's the same thing with our talents. Too many people are still sitting on their gifts, on the ideas, on all of these amazing things. And you're just waiting. Yeah.
1: Why? get out and get moving <laughs> because, they, because they heard the best things come to those who eat. It's like okay. exactly what do you like what's gonna what's gonna come to you you know you're just gonna get the mail and you're just gonna have the you know the, the key to your future is gonna get mailed to you like it doesn't work that way. The opportunity is right in front of you and I tell people everybody has one of these most, most everyone has one of these and they spend yeah. hours upon hours per day on it. And then they'll set it down and then complain about not having enough money. When you can make money with these. <laughs> you can make money with one of these. for people
2: I love it because too, and I love where we're discussing the backstory because so many people, yes, we have successes and it's not that we're downplaying anyone's successes. But it took something for you to get to that point. There's always a breakthrough, even to the next level. And so when we even look at the word breakthrough, there's always a breakthrough to your next breakthrough. Yeah. Like you're breaking through something to get to that next um, place or whatever yeah. that looks like in your life. And so people see, oh, my God, you, you're always on speaking on someone's platform, this, that, sir. and I'm looking at them. But let me tell you where I started.
0: Yeah.
2: Right on Facebook Live. Not realizing I was doing Facebook Lives. <sighs> every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Yeah. They got to the start back up. But every Wednesday 6 p.m. for about probably two years before it wasn't even on my mind to like even become a speaker. Yeah. But when we look back and connect the dots, it's like, wow. So I was already being prepared. Right here. Facebook Live, (laughs) (laughs) typing out my lessons and different things. So now I have this binder of lessons that I did a few years back that I can repurpose that content in so many ways. So sometimes we, because we want everything like this. Yeah. Yeah where people are looking, oh, Rob has a phenomenal show, but Rob has a story. He has a reason, even why it's a story behind the name, it's a story behind the next level, it's a story behind his guest. And so you're bringing that transparency and authenticity, which a lot of people miss. Um, because like you said, we we want everything to appear a certain way. Honestly, once you get to a certain age and stuff, <laughs> certain things with appearance, you just like, yeah, this is how you going to see me today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and,
1: and that goes back to being your, your authentic self. It's like once I stopped managing r- restaurants, I said I will not wear a three-piece suit ever again. <laughs> it's like never, ever again. I don't care how formal the event is. If If you want me at that event, you're getting me at my level of comfort. <laughs> like I'm not doing it ever again.
2: <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm trying to tell you so it's a, that that freedom. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Like if you want my presence there, you're getting me as me.
2: What know? they getting this tank top. Y'all getting this tank top, like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe I'll put on the RBF shirt with the sleeves, but <laughs> you're still getting me at my level of comfort.
2: <laughs> and I think that is. I think that is so vital because if more people would just meet people. Where they are, then I honestly believe people will feel less judged. People will be more vulnerable. People will open up more. Just meet them where they are, and 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 realize, like
1: you said earlier, it doesn't matter how successful you are, you're struggling with something. With something like one of my coaching clients, she she's a doctor, she's successful, you know, but like she's having trouble packaging her her inner story. And I'm helping her work work through it. And I said, I said to her, I was like, oh, I gotta be careful of uh, you know confidentiality stuff. But I said to her, you know, exactly, this is ironic that the doctor is coming to the college dropout. <laughs> you know, so when you put it into perspective like that, you never know where your help may come from. Yep. You know, yep. That's why I, you I don't don't. judge a book by its cover.
2: You sure don't, and. and- And if more people get that mindset of we're here to help one another. I'm not here to change you. I don't have to like what you do. I don't have to like what you say. But if you're saying something good, I should be able to be like, yes, Brother Rob said that. Or whatever the case may be. But if we just learn to meet people where they are and understand we don't have time to change people, right? It's enough just working with your own self, like changing the things that you know you need to change or work on. So for me to take energy (laughs) and time to help to try and change someone else where I could just offer my help, I can offer um, my empathy, I can offer um, words of encouragement, those things that we can offer to help someone transform their life. So to me, that's That's what we're all here to do, to just be helpers of one another. Yeah. Too many people want to be here. Yeah. And look at everyone else like down here and like, oh, no, I'm just here to help you. That's it. I'm here to guide you, I'm here to support you. And because ultimately, I can only do and be who I'm supposed to be. I don't even have time to try to be someone else because I'm a whole handful. (laughs) (laughs) A whole handful.
1: All right, so so you are a keynote keynote speaker. You are a best-selling author. So when did you first get the get the idea that you wanted to do both of those?
2: So, like I said, I started just doing Facebook lives. It was like I'm I'm a Christian woman, so what? and this was not even on my the lives were not even on my agenda right? I was just like, okay, that's a nice feature, (laughs) right? (laughs) And And so God was just like, he gave me midweek motivation. And he was like, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. So out of obedience, I just started doing it. You all, no fancy equipment. Um, (laughs) No fancy equipment. I was put my phone on, prop it on my laptop and sit down and just do a live. Um, No ring light, no, none of this other stuff. Of course, as time progresses, you add to it. But my point is you get started. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. And so I didn't have any followers, right? I, people weren't just popping on like, oh, let me see, you know, let me, oh, her videos. No, I initially started out inviting people, but that got really old for me real quick after day one, that little clicking no mm. I was like I'm not inviting another person to this <laughs> live so I didn't I didn't invite anyone I would just go up there at six o'clock by 6 20 no later than 6 30 I was done and then I started getting inboxes oh my god thank you so much that's exactly what I needed to hear and I'm like okay praise yep. the Lord oh. <laughs> <laughs> and but because I, understand that my purpose and your purpose is bigger than me, like it's not about me. It's about me serving and supporting. And so that's where I started. And then I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I think I wanna become a motivational speaker. Everyone's like, you're so inspiring, you're so motivated. And I'm like, well, motivation is not enough, y'all. You gotta be committed and all of these things. And so I started doing my research Then I got into some programs, investing in yourself. Um, You guys, that's very, very important. Invest in yourself. Why? Because you're worth every penny. I don't regret one penny that I have invested in myself. And so I've gotten the return on that. So it's not a loss at all. So it went from there and I just kept being, I call it the CT scan, consistent and transparent. Mm. That's all I did. I was consistent. Every Wednesday at 6 p.m., unless when I got in a car accident, I'm like, hey, no midweek motivation. Um, but other than that, showing up, being consistent and being transparent. And so zero viewers turned to, you know, five or ten. And then as I learned more in the business and different things, got a business coach, all of these different things, I was like, oh, okay so i i can really do this so that's where it just all shifted so now when i look back connecting the dots it was all those lives and all those different things that was like a training ground that was like preparation for me to actually take that and do coaching with clients that was the training ground to say okay i've already proven myself and being consistent and transparent. So now other people are noticing. We never know who's watching. Even on these social media streets, you never know who's watching simply because your character shows up even if you're not in the room. People are mentioning your name all over the world even if you're not on that side of the globe. People are talking about you. I love what Shea Brown says. He was like, you know, the internet never sleeps.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so
2: think about us when we can't fall asleep. We looking at a video. We for you know some of us our brain seemingly never turns off. So we're up planning or we're up thinking how I can make this better or different things. But we're typically some of us we're on the internet. Whether we're looking up stuff, whether we're on YouTube. So I'm like, yeah, why don't we have content on these um, platforms? Why not? So you never know who is going who's going to see it. So that's really where i started and like i said earlier after that phone call that changed the game for me so even when i feel like okay oh i'm a little nervous because y'all reality and transparent moment i still get nervous if i'm getting ready to submit a proposal i still get nervous um, if i'm getting ready to speak or different things that's okay i do live theater i still get nervous before the curtain opens now, let me tell you, when the cur- curtain opens, it's showtime. Game on. <laughs> Game on. So I'm not going to allow those butterflies or that little bit of fear to be like, okay, I'm running off the stage. I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to speak. But every level that you can get to, you still may have some nerves. To me, that's good nerves to say I'm, I'm still humble. I, I'm still um, I'm still human because <laughs> I have not arrived. I'm still on the journey. I haven't arrived. This is not it. And so, like I said, when people see, oh, you're you're always speaking somewhere or something. Yeah, but I was in a training period as well. Yeah. And I'm and I'm still growing. I'm still becoming a better version of Carlika Katrina Bad Menendez. Yes, all of that. All of that. (laughs) All of that. So so you got started just from making the decision
1: to start. Right, it was it was the same. Like maybe a few few years ago, I used to do a tip of the day, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I do my tip, tip of the day. And you know, we're in such a like share comment world, and you know, it yeah. wasn't wasn't getting much engagement on it. So I, I did it for maybe a couple months, and then I just stopped because I'm like, you know, no one's interacting with this page. So like, why why am I going to waste my time? And then pretty much the same thing. My inbox started blowing up. Like, hey, Rob, uh, I didn't get the the tip of the day today. It's like, wow, people actually are paying attention. (laughs) So it's like just because they may not interact, they're still getting the content. And so same same thing with with this podcast. I think my first seven or eight episodes, it was just me talking. (laughs) And now now I used to just do, see how it says Wednesdays at 11. I used to just do that one day. And then I added Mm -hmm. Sunday. And now I just added Tuesday and Friday also, and I'm wow. I'm, I'm booking into June. <laughs> you know, like, like I I added fe- February and March just this week. February wow. filled up those eight slots in about 36 hours, and then I filled up March's slots. I think it was like three days later. Mar- I mean March might have one or two left at the end of the month. But I'm booking April's booked, and I'm booking almost all the way well, through. I know who
2: I will be calling because I just um have started will be our first um episode show, whatever you want to call it, a be in March, and it's called okay. Menopause Rebranded. So I know who I'll be, Rob. What yes. I didn't even do? <laughs> Help, Help me! <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm
1: actually helping some, someone. Uh, she's starting a podcast from from scratch, and like we're taking it right from the very beginning, you know, wow. but just but just working working through through that with her. Again.
2: That consistency because I, I hear often, um, you know, number one, people are scared of video. People are scared of camera. Like yeah. some people are terrified. And like I said, I remember my first live. The closer it got to six o'clock, I thought I was gonna throw up. I was like, <laughs> what, 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 do I really want to do this? But it was something within me said, you know, do it. And so from there, yes, as entrepreneurs, we do have to pay attention to our numbers, but I'm not so focused on my numbers that I lose sight of the mission and the message. I'm not that focused that, okay, if I only have one view, that's fine. Everyone can't show up at the same time. So that's why we have these replays. If we we can put those in rotation or whatever the case may be. But. Okay, if I only had five views, okay, guess what? That was four more than I had before. So yeah. it's, it's really that perception because if I would have stopped, I wouldn't have met these all these amazing people. These, yeah. Like you said earlier, the connections. And sometimes I think people are afraid to share connections, like, Y'all, you don't own these people. Drop
1: the name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, what, like what I've been doing, people that come on the show, you know, like I do some research on them because chances are they've been on other shows. And so right. I find the other shows that they've been on and then I pitch them to come on my show, me come on your show. Like it's right. that, that's all I'm really doing. Because like I said, you're the 42nd one. So it's like I have 42 42 connections and chances are they weren't just on my show. So it's like, where else else are they going on? Who who are they talking to? And I've gotten on some other really, really great shows just from
2: the people being on mine. Yep. And, but that's the way, once again, we're helpers of one another. So typically, even with my clients, and especially when I'm like, look, Y'all got to share your story because we all have one. And your story may be the story that someone is waiting on. Your voice may be the voice that someone's waiting on. So how much longer are you going to make someone wait for you to show up? How much longer are you not going to be someone else's hope? Because there was someone or something in our darkest times, in those transitions of our life that we were finding ourselves or whatever that looks like. It was something or someone, a phone call, a conference, a conversation, a coach. It was someone that took us under our wings. It was someone who said, you know what? Come alongside me. There was someone, even if it was just a word of encouragement. So, you know, sometimes it's those small things. But I say small things are big things to me because it's some of those small words that still are up here. And I'm like, yes. So even when I feel like oh, I'm a little nervous and I'm like, ooh. I mean like F it, I don't have nothing to lose. (laughs) Like Yep, Yep. and what people don't realize
1: the the power of words. So with
2: these five
1: words, I've helped seventeen people become fitness coaches. Just by saying, have you ever thought of? That was it. Have you ever thought of being a fitness coach? Have you ever thought of being a speaker? Have you ever thought of writing a book? Have you ever thought of expanding in this way? Like those those five words, just just to put some, the bug into someone's head, and like, hmm. yeah, but well, like, I, I no.
2: know, but I really haven't, hmm. but I might be interested.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and and then one of the first things they're like, "Do you think I can?" It's like, "Do you think you can?" <laughs> like, exactly. if, if you think you can. I, I can teach you what you need need to know. I can put you on the path. You know, you got you got to get this certification or you got to do this or you can package your story this way. It's like, there, there's ways you could do it. But the first step is, do you think you can do it?
2: Right. Because
1: if you think you can do it, once again, we have one of these. You know, instead, instead, of, instead of looking at viral TikTok vi- videos, look up well, educational videos. How, how can I get better on camera? How can I write my first book? How can I do X, Y, Z? Like, the, the answers are there. Or and if, the you're gonna
2: be, if you're going to be on TikTok and all these other platforms, quit watching other people and create your own content. Yes.
1: There it is.
2: Unpack your story. If you're going to be up there anyway, then create your own stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do this and post this stuff on YouTube anyway, you're going to watch crazy videos on YouTube anyway, helping them get more viewers and more likes and all of these different things so they can get more money then do your own videos so mm-hmm. you can monetize on that. And so it's start where you are, though. And I think that's the thing. A lot of people just don't get started for whatever reasons. It can they, be compare,
1: they compare themselves to yes. the people who are on Chapter 30. You right. know, like like with, with, like with when I first started this, I'm not going to lie. I was like, you know, I'm about to compete with Joe Rogan. But, but then it's like, you know what? I, I'm not competing with Joe Rogan at all. <laughs> you know, it's like at his all. target audience is not my target audience. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not I mean, at
2: that's all. It's a mindset. If people don't, re- there are billions of people on there. I'm not going to speak to every single person. I'm not. The thing is, I'm not even going to, even with my target audience, even with, let's take menopause. I'm not going to talk to every single woman on the globe about menopause. Mm. It's just not going to happen. but that's not what I'm here to do we have people that we're supposed to impact and if we get that mindset of
0: b underscore foster on twitter at rbf underscore fitness and on facebook at robert b foster till next time shut up and grind
2: you build the relationship. Once you build the relationship, now you form partnerships to say, okay, how can we work together where not only am I referring you, but right. Okay. Let me see what I can do on my end for what you do and vice versa. So if people get out that mindset of scarcity, like, oh my God, well, if I introduce him to this, it's not taking anything away from you. Exactly. If anything it'll add because people because a lot of people aren't doing that, people will be like, Wow, you I mean, prime example. I was in, I wrote an article on menopause for um purpose-driven women's magazine. I'm not gonna be submitting articles all of the time, so what did I do? I emailed Hey, any ladies interested? Here's the email. If you want to submit an article, what do you have to lose? Your article may actually get chosen. Yeah. I have people inboxing me like, "Wow, thank you." Um, people don't really. It didn't cost me. It was, and I was just <laughs> like, people just don't. They really don't do this, huh? <laughs> and I said yeah. it's an opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an
2: opportunity.
1: I had a couple couple of uh, fitness professionals on and then same thing people would would be like why why are you show, showcasing your competition like cuz this isn't a competition you know as you said this this over 7 billion people on the planet billion <laughs> now and to put it put it in perspective the rock has 275 million followers in the grand scheme of the 7 billion that's like this many <laughs> That's a tiny there are so many people that never ever heard of that man. <laughs> many, many people that
2: have no clue who he is. <laughs> no clue. No clue. And you're like, oh, you don't know who he is? I don't. Oh, <laughs> okay. But if we get if we have that mindset shift of look, if you stay, I tell people, I've been telling people, look, I I stay in my lane. I do my purpose and I mind my business. (laughs) Like, I don't have time to compare. I don't have time to compete. I don't have time for those things because now those things become distractions. Yep. Because you don't know where people started from. So if you learn where they started from, they didn't, it just wasn't like that. They've been in some preparation phase before it was shut up and grind. There was a preparation phase. Yep. Right? And, and before and, it was Bob, the speaker, there there was a preparation phase. Before it was Carlika, author or whatever. And I, honestly, just last year, I made up in my mind in January 2020, I was like, you know what? I want to become an author by December 29th, which was my birthday. And I was like, okay, so do I want to write a book myself? But the opportunity, they just started coming. mm And I'm like, oh, okay. So before my birthday, I was an author. So I believe in the power of manifestation, that if you can see it before you see it, do the work, connect with the right people. Be consistent, be transparent. There's nothing that you can't have. Yep. And that and that's global. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is global. Doesn't matter what language you speak, what you look like, where you're from, what gender you are, who you sleep with. None of that right. stuff matters. If you said yes. you got you got the vision, belief in the vision, discipline to carry out the vision, your exactly. possibilities are endless. Endless. Now, now that doesn't mean you know it's going to be a straight shot. You know, you're going right. to have to climb some mountains. You're going to have to tread through deep waters. All that well, stuff. Well, like you said, how
2: many detours did I have? Because yeah. like I said, I did not become that surgeon. So I was
1: like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, and with me, like I said, I've always wanted to be on TV. Like that, that was my thing gr- growing up. I'm like, you know, what, what are the Cosby kids? I'm like, I, I could do that. You know, like I could do that. I just knew I wanted to be in front of people just either entertaining or sharing my knowledge and what I'm doing now. Like, like that's, that was who I was meant to become, yeah. you know? And so with me has nothing to do with money and houses and cars. And like, you, yeah. you, you see, you see that stuff in the Facebook and Instagram ads all the, time all the time where, you know, people are, they're posing by these hot cars and big, right. big mansions and everything else. And, and I was like, that, that doesn't do it for me. Like, that doesn't do it for me at all. That
2: doesn't do it like, for me either. My thing is, yes. what is the transformation? Like, how yeah. am I going to impact people's lives and not just, I don't just want to motivate. I want to motivate you to take action. I want to yeah. motivate you that you say, you know what? I'm not going to stay stuck where I am. I want to motivate the heck out of you to say, look. I can really do, I can do this. I want you to be motivated enough where you say, you know what, I do believe in myself and there's nothing that can stop me, not even myself. I'm pushing myself out the way and I'm going after it. I'm getting in the driver's seat and I am going, going, going. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a blessing.
1: (laughs) My my younger daughter and I are going to be there on Thursday for her birthday. Oh yeah? Yeah, her birthday was yesterday. She turned 14. See, we're coming down here. Yeah, we're going to Orlando. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh my gosh, I just realized I have to be on a call. It's 12 o'clock. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very very much for, for joining. Thank you. It was so good to be here. I appreciate you. I love your energy. You're amazing. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I would actually like to have you on again because I feel like we didn't finish the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> feel well, like there's more. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, great meeting you and have a great day.
2: Thank you. We'll see All you right, soon. Bye. Bye.
1: All right, so that was Michelle wrapping up episode number 45. So if you're just tuning in now, like again, I know I say this every video, but you'll want to go back to the beginning cuz she dropped a lot of knowledge, especially if you are a, a mom. You know, she specializes in helping women earn money online. And if you need extra income or or if you just need income in general, like her story is just simply amazing. So she came from poor beginnings very un- unstructured beginnings, and she built up an eight-figure business. That's insane. So if you need that in your life, you know, you see her-, her website right here. For those watching live, michellecunninghamonline.com. So that ends it for today. Just remember, you got mountains in front of you. Shut up and grind. Make your dreams happen. Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind.